Welcome, listeners, to another Transformation Church Sermon Podcast. Let's prepare our hearts to receive the Word of God. What is up, Transformation Church? How y'all doing today? I'm so excited, guys. I'm honestly booming with energy. This is one of my favorite Sundays of the year. We call it Student Takeover. Come on, somebody. Can we make some noise for the next generation real quick? Yo, today's a day where where students of this next generation are going to step up boldly in faith and share the word that God gave to them, put on their hearts. Um, I want to say a couple quick things before we start. I want to go ahead and thank Pastor Jamie and Pastor Sandra Goldenberg, our lead pastors, for believing in this next generation and giving them responsibility and caring about the growth and maturity of them. So thank you, Pastor, for pouring into us. Thank you. I'd also like to go ahead and thank y'all, Transformation Church, all of us. You guys have been amazing. I mean, like, we, we went ahead and I was up here two months ago. It feels like, I don't know if y'all feel the same way, but these days are running together these days. I mean... I can't tell when Tuesday is anymore, but a, a couple months ago, I think I, I came up here and, and I preached a sermon about the next generation and I challenged y'all and I asked y'all to give into this next generation ministry so we could send kids to camp and we did just that. We raised a lot of money because of y'all's generosity and y'all's heart for this next generation. We were able to take uh, nine leaders and 17 students to camp this summer to Memphis Access Nation. And I just want to go ahead and take this time to read off some of the quotes that we got from our students every single night of access. We ended the night trying to calm them down, first of all. (laughs) We're like, chill out, you know. I was in the guys' room, and um, if there wasn't, there was not a dull moment that entire trip. It ended with some kid losing his tooth. It was... It was a lot. But um, I want to share with you, every single night, um, we had the students write down on a note card what God did uh, in their lives that night. And I want to share just five quick quotes from these students who went on the trip to y'all to show y'all how y'all are are just gave in, but not only just gave into the next generation, but how y'all's giving transformed some of these kids. I want to share some of these with y'all. This is the first quote. Today, I went down to the altar and surrendered my life once again. And in breakouts, I made a promise to save my body until I'm with my spouse. If that ain't life change, I don't know what is. That's crazy. Um, another quote says, today I learned the Holy Spirit brings a purpose. It is in, it's in you for a purpose and gives you a purpose. Our hearts need to be open to God because he already has a seat at his table set for us. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit has our destiny already written out in his hand if we choose to follow him. We didn't prompt these kids. We didn't, we didn't boost these up. This is like straight from their hearts onto, uh, onto notebook paper. It's amazing. Uh, here's another one. Today, there were powerful sermons that really hit home for me and touched my heart. I cried during worship and surrendered my life to God again. I honestly don't think I have ever been closer to God in my entire life than I am right now. Come on. Life change. Two more. Two quick more. Um, This one says this, it was great to hear the speaker share the word of God and experience God's overwhelming love. And the last one, uh, today I had a very powerful encounter with God. I've never felt his presence like that before. God in this camp have changed my life so much and I'm coming back a new person than when I got here. That's so good. Life change. 
Come on, how many of y'all know we're a new creation in Christ Jesus? And I just love getting to share Jesus with these kids. It's so awesome. It's so amazing. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and kick off this student takeover. Let's be loud and let's be encouraging to these young students as they take this step in faith and make some noise for Xavier Gregory. Come on. Hello, everybody, and good morning. My name is Xavier. I am 13 going into eighth grade. I know I look like I'm probably 11, though. <laughs> have you ever been stressed? Because I have. We just got back from Memphis for Access Nation. And if you don't know what Access is, it is a week-long camp where a bunch of churches come from all around the country to worship God and hear a bunch about pastors talk. Yeah and hear a bunch of pastors talk about God. On the first night of Access, there was a game called Spin the Wheel. The wheel was full of different prizes and punishments. Some of the punishments on the wheel included get slapped across the face with a fish, get sprayed with a bunch of cologne, and having to wear a necklace made out of hot dogs. <laughs> Over 1,000 students from all across the country were in the audience. When it came time for them to pick who was going to spin the wheel, the whole crowd went crazy. Students everywhere jumping up and down yelling, pick me, pick me. I don't know if you noticed or not, but I'm barely under six feet tall. <laughs> Regardless, it seemed impossible to, pick, to be picked on to spin the wheel because we were so far away from the stage. I thought they would never see me. I remember one of our TY leaders, Josiah, picked me picking me up and putting me on his shoulders. And to my surprise, I got picked. I ran up there so excited, but at the same time, very stressed out. The prize on the wheel was great, but the last thing I wanted to do was land on hot dog necklace <laughs> and have to wear it for the rest of the trip because there was no way I would be able to impress any girls with the hot dog necklace around my neck. <laughs> I spun the wheel, my heart was beating out of my chest, and I was sweating through my clothes. The nerves were in full effect as the wheel started slowing down little by little. The wheel finally stopped, and that's when I saw that it landed on $100. I was so excited. I ran across the stage jumping for my excitement. I returned to my seat, and that's when I realized that I had been stressed out for no reason. Stress is a feeling of emotion or physical tension. It can come from any event or thought that makes you feel frustrated, angry, or nervous. Stress is your body's reaction to a challenge or demand. My stress had to do with a game at Access Nation, but everybody's stress and situations look different. Maybe you're stressed, stressed about your school or your job. Maybe you're stressed out today about your bills or health issues. There is a great passage of scripture in the book of Matthew I want to show you. In this scripture, Jesus tells us why there is no need to worry or stress about anything. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food, and your body more than clothes. Look at the birds in the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you be worrying at a single life? I mean, at a single hour to your life. Matthew 6, chapter 25 through 26. Isn't God so good? 
he helps us through anything. If he feeds the birds in the air, he will feed you. If he clothes the flowers in the field, he will clothe you. God is our deliverer. God is our provider. And God is a present help in time of need. When we worry, stress, when we are worried, stress, or fearful, we can pray to God and ask him to help us know what we are to do. He can calm us and give us his peace that surpasses all understanding. He can calm the anxious thoughts in our mind and help us refocus on what he needs us to be focused on. We need to stand firm and know that God that God that we serve, he is bigger than our problems. We find our strength and victory in him. I won't let the hot dog necklace stress me out. Don't let the troubles of this life stress you out. Instead, let your problems stress out about what God is about to do. Thank you and goodbye. Can we make some noise now and welcome Lily Spence. What's up? I'm Lillian today. I'm speaking to you guys about peace. When I found out that I was speaking on peace, I had to ask myself what peace really meant to me. I was riding home from church with my dad, and we were discussing what peace looks like. And while I've never really thought about it, peace simply means without conflict. And even though it's simplistic, it really encompasses what peace is. The problem with conflict is that it's not just a physical state or physical altercation. It's both internal and external. In terms of peace, as strange as it may seem, the physical aspect is much easier to control than the mental. The mental is hard because you're fighting with yourself over and over again. You're fighting with the thoughts, the anxiety, the stress, the pressure, the worrying about am I good enough, or thinking do those people like me, are those girls talking about me behind my back, the worry about what am I going to do with my life, the worry about what will I become. The word peace appears nearly 429 times in the Bible, which helps us understand why the phrase peace be with you is so important in the faith community. In the book of John, it states, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. A little background about this verse. This is one of the last things that Jesus told his disciples before he died on the cross. He's telling them to be peaceful. Keep in mind that Jesus knows his death is near. Jesus left the gospel of peace with them to be spread by his disciples to the entire world. The peace that Christ gives is true, solid, and substantial. But the peace that the world gives, it's unstable, short-lived, and not trustworthy. Only Christ can give us true peace. God makes it pretty clear to us that peace is not something that we work for. It's a gift freely given by God. The prophet Isaiah declared that Jesus would be the Prince of Peace, fully reigning amongst those who believe in him and granting peace to those who ask. And hold on, isn't it just crazy to think that all you have to do to get unlimited peace is just to ask? John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace, but in this world you'll have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. We cannot get peace by getting rid of something or even gaining something. I can see in times of trouble, my eyes were firmly fixed on me in the battle that I was in. My thoughts would look on to fear, yet in those valleys, I could have just chosen to grasp onto the peace of God. God was there with me, offering his peace the entire time. Maybe you're in a valley right now. As children of God, we have the peace of God all the time. But the peace of God is even more precious in the valleys. As children of God, we have access to the peace of God, but we must be purposeful if we're going to gain it. 
His peace is out there for the taking, and we have to choose to live the life that he's carved out for us. Let me share three things real quick that I do to have more peace. Number one, prayers. Talking to God is like posting on Instagram and only getting positive comments. <laughs> Venting to God brings immediate peace. The Bible says if you pray, you'll receive. Praying is just asking for his promises. Two, focus. I'm ADHD, so focus is hard for me, squirrels. I'm back. In all seriousness, if you allow the bad things in this world to dominate your thoughts, you'll drown. But if you turn your thoughts to God, you'll find gratitude, obedience, and peace. Three, trusting. Trusting's pretty hard for me, and people have a tendency to let you down. Luckily, God's not human, and he doesn't have our flaws. And it's hard sometimes because he's not visible through your own two eyes, but you have to remember to always trust. And these things aren't always easy to do, but you have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you, empowering you to live God's best life for you. And all you have to do is say yes to the peace that he's promised you. In conclusion, I leave you with this quote from former President Lyndon B. Lyndon B. Johnson. Peace is a journey of a thousand miles, and it must be taken one at a time. Thank you. Can we go ahead and can we make some noise and welcome Dylan Clapp. Good morning, or good afternoon, depending on what time you woke up today. My name is Dylan, I'm 17, an upcoming junior, and I'm on the TY worship team. Um, <laughs> today, I'm going to be talking about love. So, have you ever messed up or done something wrong, and then you felt like it was going to be the end of the world, and then you felt like, well, because you did it, your parents didn't love you anymore? Trust me, I have. I used to be the kid that was always in trouble, no matter what day it was. Whether it was me bullying my siblings or making bad grades, I always seemed to find, I always seemed to find myself in some type of mess. And I'm going to admit it, I'm not very proud of any of it, but that one time I threw my five-year-old brother in the pool, that was a really good day. Well, I mean, before I got in trouble for it. Don't worry, he can kind of swim. I mean, he can keep his head above the water. Or the time I ran my car into the garage, but we're not going to talk about that one today. I have made so many mistakes that I don't know, that I had made so many mistakes that I didn't know how she felt about me at this point. But her not loving me was so far from the truth. I've always been in a church setting, but I never really got into church up until the last two years. And let me tell you, I've seen some amazing things in those years. For other people, but I never really saw anything good happen to me. I thought God didn't love me because I wasn't seeing any change in my life. I thought that because of everything I had done, he didn't love me or even care about me. But on the last night at Axe's conference, I truly felt God's love. And I ended up giving my life to Christ. I started seeing a whole new world of possibilities and really seeing his love for me. And if you guys don't know what Axis Conference is, it's definitely the best place to be, no matter your age. So in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Just like my mom, God loves me even when I mess up. Christ died for you and me. 
Also in Romans, but in chapter 8, verse 39, or 38 through 39, it states, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present or things to come, nor height nor depth or anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Meaning that no matter where I am, what I'm doing, what I will do, God still loves me and will never stop loving me. And the same goes for all of you too. In your highest highs and in your lowest lows, he is with you and will continue to be with you. He gave his son's life for you before you even existed. Him giving his son up for you and everyone on this earth and everyone to come shows how much he really loves and cares for us. Think about that. How many people, how many people today would actually give up their child for people they don't even know or people that haven't even been born yet? To me, that shows a lot. If you take a good, long, hard look at society today, you most definitely can't picture a single person who would even come close to making that kind of sacrifice. And if that doesn't show his, if that doesn't show his love for us, then I don't know what else could. So if you don't remember anything I just said, that's okay, because I forget important things too, like how my little brother can barely swim, or even my even putting my car in park before I get out of it. <laughs> Remember this one thing. God isn't mad at you. And there's nothing in this world that would make him not love or turn his back on you. He sent his only son to die for you. He will never stop loving you and never stop fighting for you, no matter what you've done or where you are. Thank you. Can we make some noise and welcome Savannah Lima. Oh, you know my last name? Since when did you know my last name? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm Savannah. I'm 16. I'm going to be an upcoming junior this year. And I lead the Middle School Girls Connect group on Wednesday nights at TY. Yeah. And so today, I'm going to be talking about patience. Have you ever been at a restaurant and you're sitting with your family, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, siblings, etc., right? And as you're waiting for your food, you see a table who got there after you get their food before you. And you're thinking like, hey, been waiting longer. I asked for it first. Shouldn't I get my food first? Like, when is it going to be my turn to get my food? But we are so quick to get upset or frustrated when we aren't put first. When our needs or our wants aren't met in the time frame that we want. Or when it takes just a little bit longer than we had anticipated take. Just like how we get upset when we watch everyone else's prayers and miracles get answered before ours. And we're like, hey, I've been screaming louder and asking longer. When's it going to finally be my turn? In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it states, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but for everyone to come to repent. So if God is able to have the patience with us and our mistakes, what makes us so special to not have the patience for him and his plan? We had, he had patience with Adam and Eve when they ate the forbidden fruit. He was so patient, he even sent down his one and only son to earth to die on the cross and defeat death, hell, and the grave for our sins. We have to be able to trust in God's timing. 
Having patience for our Lord is more than just sitting around and waiting for God to do something. It is the evidence of a strong and loyal faith. Okay, let's be honest for a quick second. None of us in here have had a perfect walk in faith. I know I sure haven't. I mean, I can't even count the amount of times I sat in my room late at night thinking, is God even real because of what I was going through? I used to be extremely suicidal and depressed. I would think to myself, why isn't he fixing me? Why isn't he helping me through what I'm going through? But it wasn't that God was ignoring me. It was that I was being so impatient with him and his timing, I was letting something other than God influence me. And I wasn't letting God in and helping me. I wasn't extending my arms out to him. Instead, I was keeping them closed and cutting him off. I don't know if anyone else in here has been through that, but our walk in faith isn't supposed to be all sunshine, rainbows, and unicorns. There's going to be challenges, and there's going to be times you are tested. That's just part of it. That's just part of it. Where did my place go? Hold on. Don't laugh at me. Dang. I don't laugh at you guys. That's just part of it. And there it is. Our lives aren't meant to be perfect, so we have to step back, take a deep breath, and think, what is God planning. We need to be able to sit back and wait for his timing. Patience is the key to a strong faith. Patience is the key to our salvation. Good things don't happen in the blink of an eye. We have to understand that there is a process and God needs us to be patient with him so he can achieve what he wants to put and put us through in our lives. In Psalm chapter 5, verse 3, it states, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. God isn't ignoring your problems. God isn't brushing you off like, nah, they got this. They don't need me. When we cry, our Father is right there to give us his shoulder. When we are broken and falling apart, our Father is right there behind us, picking up the pieces and putting us back together. You might get a little frustrated when... He isn't immediately helping when something happens. God hears you calling him every single time. But sometimes a father has to step back so his children can grow. He will always be there when we need it most. He doesn't abandon his children and he never will. We must be patient with him. Patience is a surrender to God's timing and control. God needs us to be patient for him and his plan. Trust me, I know it's hard. I've been there. So why not, the next time you feel God calling you for something, instead of looking at it as this frustrating, frozen waste of time where nothing can be accomplished, why not start looking at it as just another opportunity to strengthen your belief in his promises, to strengthen your faith in his plan, and to strengthen your surrender to his will. What God has for us is worth the wait. Thank you. Yo, doesn't this just get you excited about what God's doing in this next generation? I'm so excited. Listen, I, I'm, I'm just so proud. I'm like a proud dad right now, like full heart, just like full of just everything, love. I don't know, I'm so happy. I'm beside myself. Listen, 
I just want to share with you really quickly uh, uh, a quick thing that God put on my heart um, as we were preparing, uh, not only for Access Nation, but also for this this week and and, and student takeover. Um, I, I want to try this really quick. I want you to react just how you naturally would, how you normally would, right? Okay, let me try this. Um, so no one told you life was going to be this way. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. What about this? Let's try this one. Okay, here we go. Red Robin. Okay, not as strong, but we're still there. We're still good. Okay, what about this one? ba da ba 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 Yeah, they got you, huh? <laughs> Listen, branding is everything. Branding is so important. Actually, how a person or a company brands itself is the difference between their success and their failure. I, I just want to share with you a quick word today uh, that I've entitled branded. Can you say branded? branded. Say branded. 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 Let's pray. Lord God, thank you so much for these students. God, thank you so much for this next generation. Thank you so much for how, how good you are to us, how much you love us, how hard you chase after us, Lord God. We love you so much. We thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Listen. Branding is everything. I, I recently, you know, Knoxville is kind of growing up a little bit. It's like kind of getting a little crazy. Have any of you been to the new Dick Sporting Goods at Westtown? Yo, it's crazy out here. If, if you don't know, it is a multi-million dollar complex where they have batting cages. This is in the mall, okay? Uh, just paint this picture in your head. It's in the mall, okay? Right next to Route 21. They got, they got batting cages in here. Like dual batting cages for two people to bat at one time. They have um, like this top tracer golf thing where you're able to go ahead and work on your swing and also get clubs fitted to your size. They have a, a large soccer field and some basketball hoops that you could use. I mean, they have a rock climbing wall in the middle of the business. It's a little insane. Actually, it doesn't look or feel like Knoxville at all. We're, we're just changing as a, as a city, and I love it. It's awesome, but I went over to Dick's Sporting Goods the other day because somebody gave me a gift card, and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go look, and I'm going to go buy a pair of shoes. And so I go, and I look at the shoe wall, and I'm looking. They got everything. They got all these Nikes. They got all these Adidas. They got LeBron James shoe. They got Steph Curry shoe. They got Kobe Bryant shoe. They got everybody's shoes. They almost have every single brand except for a very few uh, couple couple shoe brands. And um, as I continue to look, I, something just didn't feel right about me buying the shoes because I had realized I'd become so loyal to Kanye West's shoe line in the last couple years, that's all that I wear. I bought, I remember being like, yo, that's all I want to wear. And then now I got a couple pairs of his shoes and that's all I wear. And so I was like, you know what? It just feels off brand for me to wear something other than, than Kanye West shoes. And I know you guys thinking I'm bougie, I'm petty. Y'all thinking, I don't know, y'all judging me up in here. God help these people. No, but the point is this, I, you know, that's just a brand I've become loyal to, but I think everyone in here has shown loyalty or favoritism to a brand before, right? Like, let's, let's show this. Show of hands, Coke over Pepsi. Show of hands, you're Coca-Cola over Pepsi all day. Okay, what about this? Okay, <laughs> Told, this one, you better not be judging people, but iPhone over Android? <laughs> okay. <sighs> Split house, house divided, huh? 
Here we go. What about this? What about this? This one's good. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix over Hulu. That's like asking, do you care about movies or TV shows more? Is really what it's asking. This one is not a brand, but this is the most important one. Dogs over cats, somebody. All day. Thank God. Oh, he's moving in this place today. Listen, some of us have become very loyal to certain brands. And actually, some of us have become so loyal to brands that we've been branded or we've been marked by their brand. Like, I don't know if you know this, but what, what is branding? Branding is the act of when you, the owner of livestock takes a hot iron and brands the cattle to show ownership. Like, some of us have been heavily impacted by companies or brands that they have made a mark on our lives. And that's not necessarily a good or a bad thing, but my question for you today is, have you allowed Jesus to leave a mark on your life? Are we caring about representing Jesus and what he has and who he is and how good he's been? Are we, are we into promoting Jesus' brand or do we need to promote other brands before that? Listen, Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says this. It says, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in this body. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. I think this scripture is encouragement to us that Christ needs to be the number one brand we represent. I mean, before anyone defines you as a Ford guy or a Chevy guy, before anybody says that you're a hip-hop head or a pop-punk kid, before everyone says that you're a Tennessee volunteer, they should say that you're a follower of Jesus. They should look at us and see that the branding of Jesus is just all over us, that we're consumed by Jesus. Listen, what does that look like? Chris, what does that look like to go ahead and rep Jesus' brand? Does that mean I got to carry my Bible everywhere I go? Not necessarily. That's not a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. But not necessarily, no. Does that mean I got to get the big Christian tattoo and on my chest and show it off at the pool? No. That's not what that means to rep the brand of Jesus. No. To rep the brand of Jesus, Jesus made it real simple. Actually, I think there's no greater marketing strategy than just this alone. Um, he says this. He says, John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. A new commandment I give you. Love one another as I loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples. By this, everyone will know you love me. By this, everyone will know who you represent. They don't got to look at my shoes to know I love Jesus. They ain't got to look at my clothes to know I love Jesus. I don't got to get the tattoo. I don't got to do anything else. But the thing that I need to do is I need to love people effectively. The thing I, Jesus is calling me to do is to love God and love people effectively. That's how we know that we're repping Jesus' brand. There's literally no greater strategy. It's free. You don't got to pay for it. It's awesome, and I want to encourage you, this is the only brand that will last forever. Everything else is fading. My Yeezys are getting dusty, and I'm not cleaning them. Like, my, my shirt's got rips in them, in the armpit. Can't wear them when I worship anymore. Like, yo, all, everything that I cared about, everything I spent money on because the brand was so important to me will fade away one day. But Jesus Christ and what he has done for me will have an impact on eternity. 
So I just want to ask you today. I want to leave you with this Access Nation. The, the whole theme of this year was Jesus at the center. Christ at the center. Jesus is our main focus. Is Jesus your main focus today? If see, people see you walk through the mall or walk through a Kroger or whatever, can they look at you and see how you love people and say, that guy loves Jesus. That girl loves Jesus. This isn't to condemn anybody. I'm not trying to call anybody out in a negative way, but I'm trying to encourage all of us. I'm speaking to me right now that I need to rep Jesus' brand more. I need to care more about how I'm perceived and looked at because everyone's looking at me as a representation of God. And so I need to love effectively because I've been loved effectively. John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I have the ability to love everybody because through Jesus' love and Jesus showing his love to me, that grows my capacity to love other people. Is Jesus at the center of all? I just want to pray for y'all right now. I want to pray for two, two people. I want to pray, first of all, I want to pray for three groups of people. I want to pray for this next generation. It's so important. Days like this are amazing. I love it. Thank you, God. Thank you, Pastor Jamie and Pastor Sandra, for days like today where we're able to go ahead and just, just see on display what God's doing in this next generation. But some of the things that you don't see that are happening in this next generation is high levels of depression and anxiety. High levels of suicidal thought. Actually, in the last two years, the suicide hotline number has been called more in the last two years than ever before. That should be a wake-up call to let us know that people are hurting, that people need help, that people need to be shown the love of God. And so with that being said, I want to pray for this next generation. I want to pray for these group of leaders up here who, who, who stepped out boldly in faith today and pray for the rest of Transformation Youth and any Miller High School students. I, I want to pray for y'all. I would love to go ahead and pray for anybody who, who needs help when it comes to going ahead and showing the love of God, showing the love of Jesus in the community. And last but not least, I want to pray for anybody who wants to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today. Maybe you've never made that decision. Maybe this is the first time ever you're realizing that, that it's the importance of Jesus in our lives, how life change could happen when you encounter God. And I hope that, I mean, I really hope you see it on these students. I've seen it in these students. Even, even going, not from, it's not like we always look at it where it's like, oh, like they were in the worst of the worst and now they're at the best of the best. But I've seen life change in the sense of a, a, a student who was just good, who was coming regular to Wednesdays and was just chilling, catch on fire for Jesus. They didn't, they weren't in heavy, like crazy some situation. I've seen that life change too. I'm seeing like every increment of life change across all these students in Transformation Youth. And I just want to say thank you, but... Maybe you need that life change for yourself today. Maybe you're like, you know what, I, God, I need you because I've tried in my own strength and it just ain't working. Every other brand has failed me. Every, every self-help book has failed me. Every other option has failed me. I need something that's here, that works, that will last forever, and that is Jesus Christ. So I, if, I just let's head bowed and eyes closed. I love to just pray and lift up and pray with me right now for these next generation students. Lord God, thank you for this next generation. 
God, thank you so much that you care so much for these kids, that you care so much for us. They're, they're children of God while they're children on earth. And I'm just so grateful, God, that you moved so mighty in their lives that they would say, I'm following you. I accept you. You are my Lord, that they would rep your brand in the streets and in these schools. And God, I pray just for more confidence and boldness in our faith when we walk to our middle and our high schools this year, when we go into this new school year, when we make new friends, when we make new relationships, whatever. I pray for a new boldness in this next generation to share the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for it. God, I, I want to I pray right now for the people in here who need help repre representing your brand and need help loving people. If that's you today and you say, Chris, I need, I, I want you to include me in that prayer. No one's looking around, every head bowed, eyes closed. Just lift your hand out to me, slip, slip it up. No one's looking, it's just you, me, and God. I see your hands. God sees those hands. God, for these people who, who say, I, I need help loving people. I need help representing your brand. God, put it on the forefront of our minds. God, put it on the forefront of our hearts. God, remind us, let, may your Holy Spirit remind us at every opportunity, open doors to share your word to Knoxville today, God. Open, your, open doors to share to family members who have, been, who have just been shut off from you for a, for a while. Open doors to conversations with friends who have been lost for a minute. God, open doors and, and may, we, may we be able to have the confidence to walk through them, Lord God, when you open those doors. Help us, God. We love you so much. And lastly, I just want to pray for anybody who needs to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior today. If you need to accept Jesus in your life, you've been walking this walk alone, you've been doing it in your own strength, but you're tired of it now, and you're ready to turn it over to Jesus, I want to encourage you. Like John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. Dude, God loved you so much, he sent his son down to die for you. But not only did he die for you, but he defeated death, hell, and the grave for you. And he lifted back up out of that grave and walked out. The stone was rolled away. He's overcome it all for me and for you. And all you got to do is just say, Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, be the Lord and leader of my life. I follow you. If that's you today, and you need to pray that prayer, and you need to accept Jesus in your heart, then with no one looking around, every head bowed, every eyes closed, I'd just love for you to raise your hand on the count of three. One, this is an important decision. Two, but it is the best decision you will ever make because you will never have to walk this life alone again. Three, if that's you, will you just lift your hand up? No one's looking around. Thank you. Thank you. Just lift that hand up. God, you see these hands. You see these hearts. If you lift your hand up, why don't you just go ahead and pray with me? Lord God, thank you. Thank you for everything you've done. God, thank you for creating me. God, thank you for sending your son down and saving me. Lord God, thank you for, for paying that debt that I could not have paid myself. Jesus, I need you. God, I need you. Come into my heart. Be the Lord and the leader of my life, and I will follow you for the rest of my days. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Come on. Can we make some noise for God in this house today? Thank you for listening to another Transformation Church sermon podcast.
If you would like someone to pray with you, or if you would like some ministry materials, please email us at hello at transformationchurch.us.